0: They'll spend time speaking about different goddesses from all over the world, paying attention to the ancient reverence of long ago cultures and infusing it with a modern perspective. Elvira, Phoenix, take it away.
1: Here we take it. I don't know where,
2: <laughs> but we can take it somewhere. Uh, I'm all for that. <laughs> Let's see. What is has been the, the climate has been cold. Mm, it's been very cold, yes. For Northern California people. Yeah, uh, yeah, really. I mean I mean we have to we have to qualify that. Yeah. Um somewhat damp and, and rainy at times. Somebody actually said to me that there was a huge lightning and thunder yeah. clap. Yeah. And that was on I guess Wednesday night to Thursday morning, somewhere there. That sounds right. Yeah, because I didn't know it, and I said, "Well, what time?" And they said, "Oh, it's about eleven thirty, twelve o'clock, or something." Mm-hmm. And I said, "But I was up, and I was in bed reading.
1: Why didn't I hear?" It was earlier than that for Ma. Well, that you know, it depends on. Where the storm was moving Right Yeah. Well, as you know, Elvira My ah. my ex is native And my former mother-in-law um, Would say that that was the herald that spring was here
2: ah. But there were
1: two different For Sonoma County According right. to some of the indigenous folks That lived in Sonoma County mm-hmm. uh, There was two signs One was the first thunderstorm in the spring, which is a rare thing to happen, oddly. Yeah. The second was the first rainbow. Ah. Either of those things would be a herald of spring. And this week, both of those things happened. I saw a double rainbow.
2: Oh, my. Which is
1: funny because I saw a hearse, and I was like, weird. I hardly ever see hearses. Mm -hmm. And I had like a string of weird... Kind of bad omeny synchronicities that day. Right. So I was like, Oh no, a hearse. Like, should I be worried? And then immediately got on the freeway, and there was a double rainbow. And I went, Okay, I'm taking that as a okay sign. Then, and then the next day there was thunder. Ah,
2: well, maybe we will see. I mean, we do need rain. Obviously, that's one of our things here that is yeah. important. No rains in the spring. Yeah, I know it does. <laughs> I just, you know, I think of it as more like winter rain as opposed to spring ray.
1: right well and you know next week is in bulk which is for me in sonoma county california that is the beginning of spring yeah it really it is really is yeah, yeah. So. anyway
2: <laughs> well there you go and that being you know the the big thing i was like oh okay fine you yeah. know but the rest of it has been just you know it's kind of gets foggy and then you have to try to drive to work in the fog a lot of
1: fog yeah i love it fog's my favorite
2: I like it, except when I'm having to drive strange, you know, like places that you know people are going to be acting weird. Well, yeah, that's why I like it, because it's, it's one of those weird creators. That okay, okay, up. so you you live on the dangerous side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do, too. It's just that, in truth, the way that people have been living in the last four months here out after fire and all. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not in their bodies they're they're anywhere but what they should be doing yeah. so you know that being a herald of I don't know what
1: <laughs> so
2: but anyhow and you what was your week like as You said strange
1: and ominous occurrences. Uh, Well, yeah, I just had a couple of weird, like, you know, is is this a sign or is it just a thing that happened, you know? (laughs) Sometimes a bird is just a bird and it's not a special omen for you, you know? Right, right. So I had a string of those things. But uh, it's been kind of a busy, actually not kind of, it's been an extremely busy week. Right, I had... um, my, you know, the Iron Pentacle class that I'm teaching, Mm -hmm. and then I'm taking an astrology class because I'm loving it, and then my goddess gathering was last night, so Tuesday night, Wednesday night, Thursday night, class, class, class. Right. Uh, I had to go to the dentist yesterday. Yeah. Just for a cleaning, but I hate the dentist. Hate it. Um, And today, I actually went and saw a a shamanic practitioner, and I'm using that word lightly. I don't think that's the title she uses for herself,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, and she also does Reiki, and there's just this block that I'm holding, and I I need, I realize I need some outside push, help, yeah, yeah. so I went and saw her, and I had an amazing freaking appointment, mm-hmm. we did a cleansing, and a calling in, and we, I, I got a Reiki attunement, and it was Really powerful. Mm-hmm. So I'm feeling um I feel really light mm-hmm. and positive and really tired. I need a nap. <laughs> you know? I totally get that. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. me. That well, was your week then, Miss Elvira. Yeah, well, you know.
2: Battling the ends of the this cold. It's mm-hmm. decided to come in as a cold, which again, not the flu. Right. Um avoid flu. And that process has been difficult it's been difficult to maintain a certain amount of energy to do the things i need to do and then of course talking to people i was sounding like foghorn leghorn foghorn (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure it was much more sultry oh we you you, you know well ernie loved it (laughs) one of my coworkers, he thought that was great i'm like oh my god but um and then you know just not coming home and not really having the the wherewithal to do anything other than barely get my dogs walked and myself fed and then just, you know, like there. And I had other things that I was committed to. So it's kind of been a a bit of a yeah, drag. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yesterday my chiropractor loves me. I see them. I saw him on Monday. And, of course, last week I saw him and he it pushed it all to the fore. And by Monday he says, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, good thing it's all starting to drain. I go, yeah, yeah, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you know. Snort, snort, and um, uh-huh. so by Thursday when I saw him again, he goes, "Oh, this is really great," and I'm going, "Good," because I'm just now uh-huh. beginning to say more than three words and not cough or yes, you that's know. nice. So this Most, morning uh, continued it, health, health, health. So that was kind of the thing, and of course I lost a little bit of time there, and I kept harping on, "Don't we have a a thing we have to pre-record?" and, and of course. Miss Phoenix put me back right, and oh, good. was like,
1: no, I have the dentist appointment, and I'm going, oh. I mean, well, we can try and do the radio show while I'm at the dentist, but you're probably not going to get really clear direction. Or, Nah, it I would have mind.
2: probably been a little bit intense on the, on the gargling. Yeah, not
1: to mention, you know, that I would be sharing some, all of my weird spiritual inclinations with the dentist who, you know. At Might not way, be. Thinks I'm just a mild-mannered little white girl. There you go. Yeah. Well, we want to keep that image
2: at least for at least at least for the dentist for now for now for now, yeah, I like yeah. I like to break them in slowly that's true that's true, <laughs> so yeah, and then you know it's just sort of been a precursor to aimball and of course a precursor to get the we considered it an important weekend because it's
1: Imbol. Yeah. The rest of America feels it is the most important thing because it is Super Bowl. Oh, I didn't even realize. Oh, I. Uh,
2: it's so out of my awareness right now. That's hilarious. It's very interesting because it just happens to be. Uh, so I. I don't follow it anymore because my husband was the football person. So I, I said something to someone. I said, Well, so who's the people that yeah. are going? Yeah. And it's um, the Philadelphia Eagles mm-hmm. oh. and the New England Patriots. Uh, I hate Patriots. Well, I the Patriots, Patriots. Are, are like, this is they've won six in a row, Ugh. and this will be the <laughs> seventh. And then I said, Well, I think, hmm, I'm going to go for the Eagles. Yeah. Okay? Because my husband was from Philadelphia. Ah. And even though he's a 49er, died in the Wolf hand, Yeah. His second was Eagles. And then my nephew lives in Philadelphia. Ah. And then the third omen was I opened the paper up, and there's a whole thing about the bald eagles that are coming back here into Sonoma County. Yeah, that's really cool. And I thought, I'm going with the eagles. Yeah. Sweet. Well, you know, I have no idea if I'll watch it. Put a bet down, Elvira.
1: Maybe you'll make a big payoff on it. Yeah, and then I'll retire yeah there you go there you go so that's that's you know the la, 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 la. that's the, the general stuff yeah the stuff coming out so yeah i was so still... now what is it we do tonight <gasps> today tonight this evening right now is our very exciting ask a witch segment which I still think we need to make like a little musical intro for. We're gonna to have to talk to Ellen about that. Yeah, we will have to talk to Ellen. Yeah. Some kind of a thunder and lightning. Or yeah, like a
2: cackle or yeah. something. I think that'd be great because yeah. I think that will be since it happens, you know, once every six weeks or so. It should have its own intro. Yeah. Okay, so we'll we'll I'll talk to him about that. Yeah, we need that. So, now that we have that, it's Ask a Witch. Uh Hmm. Witch. So, we had several questions.
1: Yes, we got a lot of questions, and again, we can't get to them all. So, if you have a question that we don't get to tonight, please send your question in again, Uh especially if you are looking for a reading, Uh because maybe you don't need that reading anymore. Maybe you have another question. Right. But again, go to our website, witchpriestesscauldron.com, and there's a little form to fill out with your question. And if we are able to get to it, we will try. That's. Good. And I will also add, we got some weird questions this time.
2: I will have to concur at least the ones that she finally chose yeah. as the ones that,
1: you know, to start the whole process. There's a couple weird ones that I didn't even, like, count because they're uh, – so just so I can, you know, I don't want to – Feelings. I'm going to stay a little neutral here, but some of the questions that we got were clearly about fantasy, mm-hmm. you know, and, and actually a couple of the questions we're going to answer tonight are, are bordering on fantasy, uh, role play, make believe, and one of the things that I just overall want to say is witchcraft, paganism, spell work, it's all a little bit more boring, then mm-hmm. you might want to fantasize it Mhm. Mm-hmm. It's not like Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. It's not like the magician's TV show. It's not like... It's Even Charmed. No, no. And I would love it to be that way. I mean, for real, I would. But it, that's just not how it is. It, yeah. It's much more... Not simple. Yeah. It really So, is. when I do, you see, when questions come through that are more on that fantasy edge, it's unlikely we're going to answer those questions because... We're dealing with real nuts and bolts, spell work, magic, religious, spiritual expression. Right. Not, you know, how can I become an elf? Right. Which is one of the questions we
2: got. Which, in truth, there are options one could look at. I mean, let's, the elf-like Characteristics that they portray yeah. um, you can work on embodying them more in a real world sense than in you know the fantasy sense and maybe work with the concept that um, you know a lot of people Feel they're more elven in their their energies of what it is. It isn't, and we use the word energy because that's really what it's about. It isn't about literally being an elf and changing to be an elf and then doing the things that we have seen elves portrayed in literature or film or any of that. And so there is a side we can kind of put to, and I'm hoping that if somebody asks that question as they did, it can be more of a practical
1: point of reference than it is to. Well, the other side of that for me Mm -hmm. is that our overculture, the mainstream society, has expectations on what it means to be lots of different things. Right. What it is to be male, female, human, a specific religion mm-hmm. and all of that is just culture right right of course it has meaning out there in the world and for the for the most folks out in the world when you say i am blah 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 people are going to project what their opinion about what blah 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 is on right. you but none of that in the reality matters so if you f- want to change into an elf because you don't like being human or you don't feel human well you are human right so how do you be what you what you truly feel, understanding you're in a human body, right. You know it's you don't have to worry about what the overculture is telling you. Mm-hmm. And I think I, mean, I I'm gonna go off on a little sidebar here that's potentially disastrous, so always in new water. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think this is I have a teenage daughter. Um, the way that that gender is talked about or with the, her fr- peer group. They don't give two shits about gender. Mm-hmm. It's not complicated for the, her peers and, mm-hmm. in the high school age to say, well, I'm a, you're a boy. Well, you don't look like a boy, but you say you're a boy. Okay, period, right? It doesn't matter what the overculture tells me a girl is supposed to be like, or a boy is supposed to be like, it's about what I feel, what mm-hmm. my what my inner self knows, mm-hmm. and living from that place. You know, it doesn't have to be complicated. Mm-hmm. Now, if what you want is wings and to fly like Tinkerbell and have little ears that grow and get pointy, maybe mm-hmm. you can do body modification, but it's not going to transform you into the right. fantasy of what that, of that really what is. is. Right. So
2: yeah. totally and again we're we're always looking at things trying to give it a broader base than what we when than what is maybe what we get in a black and white question right okay because black and white doesn't
1: necessarily work uh-huh. Ever
2: and not even <laughs> not even in in truth of what we do here on you know talking about the different things that we have been talking about or our own practices. Okay. um A client a potential client called and wanted to talk to me about some things, and so we were discussing it. And you know her comment is, "Well, I'm Christian and I believe in God, and He is this, and and you know I you know is this about Satan? And of course, I have to go into my right. little sidebar of but then it's like, well, you know, here we are. I have, you know, we have two ways to look at things. And, you know, you have the the dark and the light, which doesn't make it bad. You have the black and the white. But the question is, do you want to follow a path within harmony in this action or do you want to follow a path in which there is a lot more of the aggressive qualities that that dark, dark would be? Sure. And, you know, so we have this wonderful... But, again, it's taking... What she sees and what is the the what is given out i e there the the ideas of what this is, what is magic, what is you know spiritual paganism, et cetera, mm-hmm. and moving it right you know so um, Right. and embodying it differently mm-hmm. And, you know, you can look at how many of us out there and who we are acclaimed and, and care, you know, carry the, the moniker of which, mm-hmm. and not any one of us looks identical to the other in no. not just physical, we're two
1: different people, but how we do something. Right. Right. How we approach, how we dress, how we look at the world, mm-hmm. our, our political leanings. Mm-hmm. There is nothing that's cut and dry and simple. It's a uh, world is much more gray than, we might like it today. right, and that's the reason why I think we we
2: we feel more comfortable if we have it in a structure that is this or that, yeah. looks like this, a man looks like this, a woman looks like this. I mean those days they push to go back to they're trying to uh regulate and take away liberties and things uh it it's I feel we have already stepped over the line and moved into that territory, mm-hmm. and it's kind of like walking into the the the, uh, the desert. You're going to keep walking. There's no real direction anymore once you get so far into the desert. You don't necessarily know that going left is going to get you east and going right, right if you don't have, you know, obviously compasses and right. like that. So that's our our. There's our random, a random stuff. <laughs> so with that, let's go with one of the questions. Okay. All right. So <clears throat> we have the first question is from Alice, and it's, I feel lost. I don't know what I want in life. There is a man who has offered me a good life, and I know that I could be happy with him. But he is 17 years older than I am, and my family don't approve. Do I think of myself in the situation, or do I just try to keep my family happy? I'm grabbing my tarot card. She's grabbing her tarot card just in case. In case we need to do this. Yeah. Luckily, we have the ability to be mobile yeah.
1: to get what we need. Yeah. So... In my bag here. I should have pulled them out before we started. The, the thing I want to start here, though, is it's... It... This is a situation where we have someone almost answering their own question. Right. The question I would ask her if she were my client is, first of all, how old
2: is she? Right. Because a 17-year difference may make a great deal of difference if you're 19. Yeah. Versus, and hopefully not younger than that, uh, versus 17 years difference and you're 28 or 30. Yeah puts them at a different
1: point. Right. And I, there's also, you know, there's that question, what, you know, where where is your age at the moment? Mm-hmm. And she talks about her family, and she talks about how he brings a stability and a security mm-hmm. that she would be taken care of, but she doesn't actually say what she wants. Right. And I think that is, it, it's alluded to, my assumption here is that she actually wants this relationship, and she's mm-hmm. worried about what her family thinks. Right. Right. <laughs> um,
2: And understandably, you know, well, understandably if the family and the age bracket she's in might feel that this is not the right, not the most appropriate way, they would feel comfortable. But it, truly it comes down to making herself happy within that context. So what did you
1: kind of do with your cards? Well, I did a little three-card split here, um, and, I, and I think this is a complicated situation. So the first card I have is the Eight of Cups. So I think, yes, choosing this relationship means dealing with some disconnect and loss with your family. Mm-hmm. Choosing to move forward with this relationship means letting go of their expectations and their feelings and having to feel okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um then I have the chariot. So this is a good card. I always take mm-hmm. the chariot as a good omen. This is mm-hmm. movement and um, achieving your goal and success. And and so, again, for me, the question is, what what is it you want? Right. If stability and security is really your biggest desire, then this sounds like the relationship to, to take. But if you want something deeper, if you want love, which is not mentioned here in right. the question, you know, be cautious because this relationship might take off faster than you realize. Mhm. Uh-huh. And then I have the Queen of Cups. Hmm. So I always take that whenever the Queen of Cups pops up, I take that as a sign that you already know what to do. Right. What is your intuition telling you? What's your instinct telling you? Uh-huh. Stop worrying about what everybody else believes and follow your instincts. Uh-huh. And I actually I pulled a fourth card just because um, you know, a fa- I don't like face cards. <laughs> I don't like taste cards. I don't like the court cards So when they come up I always ask for a little bit more clarity And what right. I have is the eight of swords So we start with the eight of cups And we end with the eight of swords Something about eights to pay attention to mm-hmm. But the eight of the swords I always take as a, You're trapping yourself You've mm-hmm. got yourself tied up You've got yourself locked up Stop making this harder than it has to be Right and Release yourself from the trap And do what you want to do Right Right well, and, you know, it's interesting because
2: <laughs> invariably we wind up syncing up in some way. I like that. And it's really nice. I mine The first card was, was the devil, which in my deck is the shadow side, which is, you know, the fear. Yes. And her fear is what is blocking her at this point because there is only, you know, it's my fear of displeasing my family, The fear of not pleasing him, right? You know, and as you said pointedly, what do you want? Yeah, and the offer of love that he gives, and you may not like the the court cards, the Knight of Cups, is you know to me he is offering not just the stability, but there is a happiness, an offering of that that seems to be coming. Yeah, and it's funny because underneath that is the Queen of Cups, which Ah. I thought was interesting. And she's just basically she needs to let go and listen yeah. and move from inside herself, right exactly, okay, so that's the biggest the biggest thing, and even with all of these little cards we pull, you know, when you figure <sighs> it's that I could be happy with him, she's already saying that's the part that she's see, feeling, yeah. See, so I would say that under the circumstances, and it's funny because um, it seems to, again, themes are themes. I had a, I had about three clients in a row this week, mm-hmm. different days, but this being now a fourth question about doing something that you want to do versus something your family feels appropriate in, whether it's a love relationship or in a couple of the situations, it was um, – the family business versus what they really want to do. And um, not to say we're telling people to go rebel against their family, but it's really what is going to make you the happiest. Mm -hmm. And even, and I pointed out about, you know, my way of looking at it is, is I chose to go so far from the family business that I went into acting and theater and film because my family were chiropractors, and still are, and therapists, and, you know, those, and then what do I do is this journey of my life, I come right around full circle through all this other stuff, and I am doing the kind of consulting and counseling and the work that they did, but in a more spiritual base. Yeah. So I just said my father's up there laughing his (laughs) ass off. But it's true, you know, but you've got to do what makes you feel right when, you know, the family business, believe it or not, will still be there. Right. Yeah. I said keep it as like an insurance. I mean, we buy insurance for our cars, so when, you know, something happens, I said we don't buy insurance and then run right out and smash our car. Right. But it's there in case we need it. <laughs> That's true. So, All right. Well, hopefully that was helpful. I hope so, too. <laughs> so, Alice, hopefully that, that gives you a, an idea through both the cards that we're pulling and just our, our witchy wisdom. Mm. yes, Our WW. So our next one is actually one of the ones we were talking about. Is Edgar would like to know, hello, would you be able to transform into someone else without being them? Thanks. The short answer is no. <laughs> See? There you are. Um, in times past, you know, what they call shapeshifters, is not necessarily someone who, as we know in any number of films or whatever, you know, they suddenly become, you know, this other person. I think that you can become another person, and this is well documented by using wigs and using makeup and using different clothes and learning to walk differently and having different – I mean, that's how they made 95% of what you would see in film and theater, Mm -hmm. people be other people. right?
1: Before CGI. Before CGI, yeah.
2: And in reality, that is the external of what you then take on as an actor, the internal, right? Okay, but invariably the one thing about an actor or actress, they have to be that, they have to change themselves internally to know how that being is going to be like. And we were talking about the elfin process. I think the same thing is the truth here, but you can't be you and put this thing outside on to be like like I would look like excuse me Marilyn Monroe mm-hmm. okay um i there's no way first of all because unless i really think about how that person is yeah i can't be her right um so there is a fine line between
1: the real world, yeah. and our fantasy. Well, and there's a, also, again, a deeper question here. So, you know, is there a specific person you are attempting to mimic? Right. Why? Mm-hmm. What does that person have or possess that you want? Because, really, why would you want to look like someone else unless there was something that they have that you want, right? Mm-hmm. So you're either trying to sleep with their significant other, you want their money, you want something wonderful about their life, they're, they, they're, you know, they have a power or a finesse, or if you're a criminal, you want to be able to look like them so you can break into the FBI building because they're an FBI agent. You know, right, list, right. Let's fantasy what right. the hell not. Right, right. But I think the, the underlying question here is what does that other person possess that you want to emulate and start looking at that. Is it a confidence? Is it it money? Is it a relationship? Is there something about that person's life, lifestyle, or energy that you want? Mm -hmm. And start looking at how you can work on yourself to emulate that. Right. till you make it. You don't feel confident? Fine. Pretend you're confident. Pretend you're that other person. Go out in the world. Walk around thinking, all right, I want to be like George. George is a badass. George has his shit together. George is wealthy and he has a beautiful wife. I want to be like George. So today, when I leave the house, I am George. Mm -hmm. And wear it like a cloak, an invisible George cloak. Right. And walk around with that confidence and fake it until you make it. And that you'll start to notice if your energy goes out and emulates that thing, it's going to be reflected back Uh to you and then it's going to be easier to internalize Mm -hmm. that for Mm -hmm. yourself. Exactly, exactly. And I think these aren't –
2: this isn't necessarily the woo-woo magic. This is the concepts of psychology yeah, and um, the concepts of what it's like to be human. Yeah. And I think that's part of being magical. Yes. Because, you know – if you start doing something and you're not fully confident and you're not fully aware, you fake it till you make it, mm-hmm. okay? But you need to
1: start yeah. in that one position. Yeah, and that's, you know, you and I are practitioners of all of this, not just because we or practitioners, but because it's our spiritual pursuit, uh-huh, right? Uh-huh. So this isn't just a thing that we do; it's who we are, right? You know. So part of that, no matter what your religious proclivities are, whether you are Hindu or Buddhist or Christian or whatever, if you're a devout in your religion, uh-huh. you are working to be a better representative of that faith Mm -hmm. you are working to be a better representative of humanity you are working on yourself Mm -hmm. and if you're doing things to improve yourself that's going to ripple out and improve the world right it's going to help your interactions with other people it's going to help the way you raise your children it's going to raise the Mm vibration of the freaking planet hopefully so you know for i think for you and i elvira this is when we're talking about these concepts, this is also how we live our life. So we we want to improve our inner landscape, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. knowing that that improves the outer landscape, right? Yeah. And when there are
2: things that are you know congested or clogged, yeah, you know we work on the finding a external to help us unclogged, but invariably it is us that does it. It is yeah. not making a, someone having a spell that they do for us or that we, you know, it's part of our personal work yep. and so, you know, someone's question like this, it's, you know, to transform into someone else without being them, what is it, as, as Ms. Yep. said, what is it right. that you see in them right. that you so much desire? Yeah. And then
1: find it within yourself. Yeah. And if it's, you know, their spouse, well, then you need to take a different track because that's their spouse. Right. Piss off. Right. You know, cut and clear and go find a new relationship. Right. (laughs)
2: Because in in light of that, you know, and I can, and it's funny because, you know, when I said I was in the film, I wrote films. Not only did I, you know, and I helped the people that, already wrote them to yeah. put them together. So when somebody says that, my mind is going into the scenes <laughs> that it would then take of why this person would become this person and lay with this other man or woman's spouse, and, and then they would get what they wanted, but then it wasn't really them. And and so truthfully, that's the other part. It isn't really you. Yeah. So even if you want that other person and you would become that in any way, shape, or form, yeah. it isn't really you who they are making Love with
1: or otherwise. Right. Right. And eventually you have to go back to being you. Right. And if that feels like a bummer, then you have some work to do. Right. To improve the way you feel about yourself. Right. Right. And maybe that sounds like psychological woo, but it's it's the truth. It is. And, you know, that's part of
2: (sighs) magic comes in all forms, in all manners. Yeah. We just want it to all look fantasy-driven.
1: Yeah. fun. I guess it's way more fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. Should we take a break? I think we should take a break, yes. Okay. All right. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back.
0: You're listening to The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, a radio podcast on the LMC Radio Network. Stay tuned as more magic is coming your way right after these messages. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Rootwork Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Condrum and Ollie. Sundays, 3 to 4.30. The Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain. Tuesdays, 5 to 6.00. David and Foxy, Madame Nadia and Jaya Dania, Wednesdays, six to seven, and The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix Lafay, Fridays, six to seven. All time specific, Add three hours for Eastern. Sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. Holy moly, we're back! Yes
2: beyond. Well, our next question actually is is kind of a a nice one. I like it. It mm-hmm. says, um, and this is from Elvis, but not Elvis in our Presley Elvis. Um, but that is, I know, I know. But he says, a deck of tarot cards appeared in my dreams, and I started readings for people. What does it mean? You want to start? Oh, I'll let you. <laughs> Only
1: because well, I read the the question. Oh, well, it means it means you've been chosen. No, I, uh, it can mean a lot of things. I would say if it's, and I am not a good dream analyzer, <laughs> interpreter. Let's go with that. Okay, <clears throat> that is not my gift. Um, I find dream imagery very confusing, uh, and um. And very personal. Mm-hmm. So what what it might represent to me does not mean that's what it would represent to you. So I'm just going to start with that. But I think if, you know, you felt comfortable, if it was exciting, if you um, felt like this was a good experience, then, just, yeah, start reading cards. Go buy a deck and practice and play with it and start mm-hmm. learning and see how you like it. On the other hand... If you remember any of the imagery or any of the symbology in the cards, then it might have been a message coming to you from your own guides and allies about some information that you need. So this may be the beginning of a personal quest. Right. You know, if the sun card showed up and you remember very clearly the imagery of that card and what it meant, well, maybe it's time for you to do a little work around Mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Right? I could see it going either way. Right. And because we didn't,
2: you know, there isn't very much more clarity I think that it is um, it's got a little more we'd ask more questions of the client yeah. to find out a little bit more yeah. I mean it could mean it's time for you to start helping others maybe not in the sense of reading cards, maybe it's in the sense of Um, helping counsel or helping Mm -hmm. put things into perspective or you know go out and work in the community Mm -hmm. and help that way because usually when you're talking about doing readings for people in terms of this kind of a thing it's that you are helping someone else have clarity of something Right. right they're asking questions they want clarity uh as you pointed out you know the the symbology could be very personal tarot cards or the the actual deck is you know um and we did this back a couple of weeks ago so we're going to jump, Mm -hmm. it is considered in some instances the book of life in the sense that the cards themselves, and specifically the major, have life lessons that they're part of. So it could be that this is the beginning of your journey into some more personal work Mm -hmm. because of the the kind of connotation. And if, as Phoenix said, this is certain cards speak to you, then that would be something to start looking at. Look up the cards. If the people you were reading for were family and friends, then maybe it's the circle in that environment that you are, you know, asking. You have need of enlightenment, or you know, are concerned about. Or if it's just strangers, it could be you know parts of yourself that haven't been known, right? So it, it's there are a lot of things that people ask when they talk about dream work. I tend to have. I like it. It's like a puzzle to me and I kind of, you know, they a lot of people get very detailed and they talk about a lot of things and then they they kind of tell me, well, what do you think where? And I go, well, you know, this is what it's saying to me. Yep. And if it rings true, then it has meaning for you if there's
1: something slightly off, find it what it means to you. Yeah. And there there are tricks to um dream messages, mm-hmm. you know, you can set your intention before you go to sleep to go back into the dream, mm-hmm. or you can um, just start journaling about that specific dream and see what comes through, or you can trance it back into the dream, either mm-hmm. leading yourself through that or having someone guide you through that process Right. to go back into the dream and, and finish the sequence, like what mm-hmm. comes next. Right. Or to ask questions of other people in the dream, like why, what's happening and why, and uh-huh. you know, things like that. Uh-huh. Um, or go get a tarot reading, you know? Maybe if, it's, if you know someone who reads cards, if you regularly get readings, go ask your reader. Uh-huh. Find a reader. What, what was this dream about? Should I start my yeah. own practice? Should I start my own road of, of doing readings? Right. right. But my guess is you should probably start learning the tarot. That's Like my initial hit is that. Mm -hmm. But it could be so many bloody things.
2: And it's also that's just the beginning. I mean, when I, what my leading to learning the Tarot was a a personal life crisis. And then from doing that, it was more not because I wanted to learn how to read them for other people. Mm -hmm. It began to speak to me as a tool to speak to my guides, to speak to the other dimension. Right. And from there, it became a, a
1: lifelong Quest. Yeah, that's funny. I I started reading the cards. Be, I was 15, mm-hmm. and I found a book about witchcraft, or in the n- mid 90s. So mm-hmm. it was very much like this is Wicca. Mm-hmm. It w- wouldn't have necessarily been witchcraft, but uh, basically, it's like you know a Wicca 101 book. And and the impression it left me w- with was, oh, if you're a witch, you read tarot cards. <laughs> so I was like, well, I better I better learn because <laughs> I'm a witch, you see. <laughs> And that's why I started reading the tarot. I wasn't even necessarily that interested in it. I just thought, oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. Right. It's part of part, it's of, part of the of my training. Yeah. yeah. The training. <laughs> Gosh. Well, you see, and that
2: just gives you two different versions of how people come to yeah. choosing that medium. Right. Some people choose other mediums. Yeah. Uh, you know, in terms of helping others or going into the non physical realm to
1: bring information back. Yeah, or reading bones or reading runes or the Obi or there's so many ways to do divination. Mm-hmm. So if you know if that's also perhaps the calling but the only medium you've been familiar with is cards. Maybe You'll, you need to explore some other media. Yeah. Because, you know, there are many
2: ways to, to do it and, yeah. and again you've you've just started to scratch the surface. Yeah. So you opened the door, dude. So
1: have fun. Have Hooray. fun. Yay. Okay, so yeah. oh, there oh. is actually one question that I didn't send to you because mm-hmm. it's sort of like an, a sidebar question, but, I and I haven't responded. This is for Nicole. I haven't sent you an email back yet. Uh, she specifically wanted to know if there were reclaiming communities in the Pacific Northwest. Okay. And it's, there is an active community in Portland, but I don't know about Seattle. There used to be, so I'm looking into that, and I will email you when I have clear answers on that. There you go. And there you go. Okay. Now, was there another one that came up? Yeah, I have one. It came actually today um, from Kenneth, and the question is, what is my purpose in life? What do you see written in the future? It's kind of a big one. It's and a big one. <laughs> Jeez, Ken. Can we have the
2: the, <laughs> the wherewithal, but we do not have all the time,
1: right? And this is an intense question, you know. So what? We'll pull some cards for you, but that's just going to give us uh, a peek and maybe some next steps. And, right. you know, and and that technically you have two questions here. <laughs> um, yeah, from a, from a reader's point of right. What is my purpose in life is one thing, and what do you see written in the future is another thing. And the future is vast. Tomorrow is the future. A week from now is the future. Five months from now is the future. Twenty years from now is the future, right? So, you gotta be more specific than this, buddy. Right. But we'll see what what comes up. Okay. You want to start? Sure. You gotta shut. You gotta shuffle. Okay. So. Okay. So you know, here's
2: the thing. Life purpose. If you're going to like this, I know it's, it's kind of going to be, whoa, you've got the magician, you've got the queen of wands, and you've got the nine of swords. So your purpose in life seems in terms of you know what I'm hearing in the cards is that when you have the nine of swords, this is grief. And, you know, drama and, and, you know, it's a mind card It's It's got the mind is involved Because a source. And the queen of wands can be an actual person Or it can be An individual energy pattern And I'm seeing it as Inspiration Fire uh, wands and, and things are, are inspirational Action and passion And I would say at this point with the magician The feel here is Is that And I'm not going to say be a magician, but look at, I could, and it could be either the fake and show the, you know, cards and, you know, what card am I pulling, sleight of hand, or the other. But I think it's being able to be someone who helps others find their focus and action through the process of having life, um, Altering issues that can be very um, or dramatic, mm. uh, so you know, helping people through transitions mm. is is kind of how I'm seeing it. And it could be a therapist, it can be what we do as readers, it can be any number of you know spiritual consultants. But the feeling is is that it's that kind of a. a a bigger point of reference, or even a grief counselor. So helping people through loss and grief.
1: Yeah. Hmm. Specific or not, there you go. Okay. And you? Well, I have the Five of Swords, Hmm. the Ace of Wands, Mm -hmm. and the Emperor. Now, that's interesting. So the way I am taking these cards is something in life isn't working right now. Mhm. Uh-huh. Um there the five of swords for me is always a card of conflict and so perhaps there is something going on in your life right now that is unsatisfying. Uh perhaps you're starting to question, you know, and to say what's my purpose in life? Well, that's you're you're obviously questioning. Right. Maybe you've already made some choices that don't align with what your desires are anymore. Right the five of swords tells me that you're in this place of conflict Mm -hmm. and it could be with another person. But for me, I'm really feeling there's an inner Inner. conflict Mm -hmm. there and it's, as Elvira said, swords, it's intellectual. Um, Perhaps you've been on a specific life path and now you're like, "Eh, I don't know that I want this life path anymore. Or perhaps you need to start exploring uh, education because mm-hmm. right? the ace of wands I always take as it's time for a breath of fresh air it's time for a new beginning, and you need the the ace of wands can be a match mm-hmm. you need some spark under your butt to get you moving, right so whatever it is that you've been doing, whatever it is that you've been holding on to in life, you need a little bit stronger motivation exactly and the emperor is more of that, but it's also structure. And, rules, mm-hmm. and abiding by the guidelines. Mm-hmm. There's something here, like the little voice, not, you know, so I don't know if I'm, we did a whole show on reading the Tarot. That's true, we did. I am not remember if I said this or not, but sometimes when I read, I get a clear message from the cards, and sometimes I get a message from Spirit, and it doesn't always totally line up with what the cards say. So, in that, with that in mind... <laughs> The the message coming through from Spirit is something to do with education, and I think it's you need to go back to school. You need to go and finish something or follow the dream that you had and left behind. Mm -hmm. Take that as what it might mean for you. But it's time to step into something new that requires you to be dedicated. It requires you to up your skills. Mm -hmm. It requires you to get a little bit stronger motivation. You need that match under your ass. Right. So you might also need to find someone that can keep you accountable for stepping into this new place. And did you say something about medicine or am I a- I said therapy or or you know helping people. Yeah, like I'm feeling like doctor. Yeah, like yeah. you need you need to, you need to be doing healing arts and I don't think it's necessarily mm, spiritual. Yeah, I think it's like giving vaccinations and mm-hmm. and that like right, yeah. Yeah, because you know she, and it's funny because
2: sometimes we'll pull extra cards, sometimes we'll yeah. just see. I've got the Two of Swords, which is you have to make a decision yeah. now. This yeah. is the time of making a decision. And interesting enough is that the Page of Wands is youthful and taking an adventure. So something you chose not to do as a mm. adventure that you wanted to do, but you chose something else yeah. It's time to go back to and the Night of Wands is the questers. So I would probably say, yes, go back to school. Mm-hmm. And it's something to do with a dream that you may have had when you were younger, yeah. but chose not to follow for some reason. Yeah. So. Yeah. There you go. That's, that's the, and, you know, again, you know, what's your future? Well, it'll depend on which way you go with what we've given you and how you want to follow it through. Yeah. Cause future isn't written yeah good luck with that yes (laughs) okay so where we are oh my oh my is our last question that we're going to do for the night since we're kind of close to our our time time is from Michael and he says I think he meant I have this ring was my grandfather's he was a warlock and a mason so we're talking the masonic order Mm -hmm. Put it on sometimes, meaning I think he put it on sometimes, just to feel it. Put it on the other day, like I have so many times before, out of the jewelry box. And I said a thing my grandfather used to say, Solomon Cain, out loud, for some reason, like a distant memory, you voice out loud, it electrocuted me so bad it floored me. What the hell is going on? Weird shit is happening around me. I can suddenly tell if someone is lying, and believe it or not, sort of like catch thoughts out of thin air. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds crazy. Any ideas of what is happening? It's rather uncanny. I get flooded by people's emotions. It's nerve-wracking.
1: How do I? Ma- how do you make it stop? Well, have you taken the ring off? A, hey, that's it, right? There's one step. Um, sorry, I just jumped in there. I think it's great. Okay. Mm-hmm. And there's a there again. Layers here A I'm curious how old this person is You know Um, You could just Your empathic powers Or your Your psychic powers May just have finally Opened up Uh, Maybe Maybe your grandfather Had a gift And it was imbued into this ring and you finally reached a point in your own process where you were able to access that. That's definitely a possibility. Mm -hmm. Uh, It could be completely unrelated to the ring. Who the hell knows? But, you know, it sounds like you've opened up your inner sight. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll come back to that. Also, we're talking about life. So Mm -hmm. there is spiritual, there is psychic, there is emotional, and there is mundane you could also be experiencing uh, some psychotic break. Mm-hmm. And this happens to folks who are empathic. This happens to folks who are psychic. Um, and it, it can disrupt your life. So I would also encourage you to speak to a medical professional to make sure that if this is having to do, to do with an imbalance or a chemical imbalance or something going on that is about your health, mm-hmm. that you're taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay? Okay. Hearing voices or catching things out of thin air does not mean you're crazy, but it can mean that there is an imbalance that you need medical intervention to help. Right. Okay? However, if if it's cut and dry that this is around psychic skills opening, absolutely you can cut it down or cut it off or learn to control it, mm-hmm. and that takes practice. Exactly, too. Yeah. So using that ring or a different piece of jewelry as Um, a dampening agent, Mm -hmm. you know, imbuing another piece of jewelry um, so that it it closes down your chakras, Mm -hmm. getting a stone or working with another teacher that can help you close down your third eye a little bit. Right. You're not picking up everything around you. Right. uh, Or, you know, using that skill when you choose to and not being inundated with other people's shit. Mm -hmm. But empathic people, it, it can be really devastating when those gifts open up because it's overwhelming to feel other people's stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. You do have to learn how to shield your, your body, your physical, emotional, and spiritual body. You have to learn how to set up shields. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think talk to a medical professional and then find a spiritual teacher that can help you. And we're talking someone who is not of the dark arts. Right.
2: I would definitely make that um, – a point of reference for one reason that's already it has its validity it has its strengths, but only when you have gone through the balancing on the other side and it's very much you know there's the right and left eye of Horus. there is the right and left path in magic and one of the biggest things people want to do is jump into the to the dark side first and that's other side that's after you've gotten a good grounding and balancing in the more practical slash white side to be able to do that and then you know move forward but definitely um onyx or uh, obsidian or uh black tourmaline you know is a big thing to to do that i have always been aware of energies and I have a couple of my family members who are very empathic and it took a while for them to learn. And actually they came to me, their, their Mm -hmm. other, you know, family members, but it's, you have to learn to ground. Mm -hmm. You have to learn to shield. Yes. And that ring has to be now taken into effect to have a balance. You avoid wearing it all the time. Right. Right. I mean, we have pieces of jewelry that we use. And we use them specifically for things of this nature when we need to if we're doing
1: ritual. But we don't wear those things every day. Right. Right. And you might also consider setting up an ancestor altar for your grandfather specifically so that you can communicate with him and find out, what was he using that ring for? What were his skills? Mm-hmm. What, are, what are the messages perhaps he's trying to communicate with you? Right. But the shield thing I would start working on right away. And, you know, a simple way to do that is to to meditate, to let yourself go into, an, you know, a calm state and visualize a shield in front of you. Mm-hmm. And it can create it, make it so that you could reach out and touch it. And you get to decide what it's made out of. You get to decide what color it is. You get to decide how it's embellished. But create that shield so that any time you are in a situation where you're being overwhelmed by messages or things that you're not ready for, you just put that shield right up, and it it creates a barrier right. for you. right. right so that you don't get inundated with things that you don't need or aren't ready for.
2: Right, and I would say three-dimensional, not yes. just one-dimensional, yes. so that it fully encompasses all of you, yeah. top, bottom, and all around. Yeah. Um, it can be anything. I have a lot of people I start with just like one of those little hamster bubbles that they mm-hmm. put themselves in, and then you can make it a suit, or you can make it a cloak, or you can, whatever it is that suddenly becomes more viable for you, but it has to fully encompass you, Yeah. not just one way.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, and, you know, start keeping an eye out, looking, searching for someone who can help you, mm -hmm. ideally someone that you can communicate with face-to-face. Right, in person. Yeah. Because it's
2: really important, like Phoenix had said at the beginning of the show about going to this particular individual that she did, you know, some Reiki and some work with, and there was, you know, physical interaction, Um, because it's really important that that interaction start to take place because it sounds like from what you've read uh, written to us is that it is nerve wracking and it is something that get you f- get flooded with and and this individual will be able to you know start to put things a little bit like you know give you more space around you right yeah. so so good luck with that
1: okay well <laughs> Michael that was
2: you know that's a really intense one and thank yeah. you for for sharing that with us yeah.
1: Yeah So And that's all we have time for I know people. Wow so, so We'll do another Ask a Witch And probably in in April I think hmm Yes In April So send in your questions And we'll We'll banter About your personal shit <laughs>
2: <laughs> And hopefully give you Not only a sense of That we care But obviously That there is help In whatever we have As our words of wisdom Yeah And next week will be our episode about Imbolc. It'll be uh, another rebroadcast for that particular holy day for us. Hooray.
1: Hooray. We'll
2: have a wonderful week.
1: Yay. Thanks for listening.
2: Mm, Bye-bye.